This is Friday Night Strikes, where I'll talk to high school football officials around the USA about this avocation we all love. Let's kick it off. Hi everyone, Don Vandemark here, and with me today I have Jason Carroll back. Uh, I believe Jason was on uh, the very first episode we had here, so welcome back, Jason. Thanks for having me. Sure. So um, I invited Jason back because I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, going through uh, a playoff run. So uh, Jason uh, went, what was the referee uh, for the crew that went to the Florida State uh, Championship this year in Division 7A. Um, so Jason, how many games was that total? Probably six? Is that how many he's in a playoff run? I believe it was five. Might be five. Okay. Yeah. So uh wanted to talk just briefly about the difference it what how you approach uh the uh, playoffs versus a, a regular season game is is there a difference and and because you're working with a lot of the same guys uh in a row uh does that change the way the way you did it so um uh the, the first thing we'll talk about is is how do you approach as, as a referee do you approach a playoff game differently than you approach a regular season game well, I hate to say it, yes. I, I mean, honestly, you probably shouldn't. Every game is, is as important as a playoff game. But as we all know, when you get in the playoffs, it means a lot more because, you know, you, when you go on, you lose, you go home. So, yeah, I think we take, we all take it a little bit more seriously. We uh, put a little bit more emphasis on prepping ourselves as far as research of the teams and, and communication with the team beforehand to make sure we're on the same page. Sure. Um, a lot of things like that that we uh, we did a lot differently than just a regular mid season regular season game. Right. Sure, right. Well, and and that that tends to make sense. Uh, as you said, every game's important, but in the playoffs, it it becomes very important, and and there there's more scrutiny and more uh, more evaluation by others as to as to the performance on the field of every. Yeah, that, that's true. Not only are we being scrutinized by the fans and the coaches and the players like normal. But now, as you're as you start the playoff series, and you're a highly ranked crew, you know you're going to be evaluated almost every game by a state evaluator. So, knowing that people are watching you and critiquing every move, every play, every call, every signal, every mechanic, everything, it does put a little bit more pressure on you. But that's another reason why we 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 prepare a little bit more, knowing that that's there. And the more you prepare, the more relaxed you are when the game actually starts. So sure. Sure. I know, I know just one minor change I made because th- this was my first year in the playoffs and I was able to do a first round game on the field. And mm-hmm. normally you come out to the field, I inspect my sidelines, you know, go, go check my pylons, check my yard markers and I'm done. That it was very, it was in the pregame, we were very methodical about what we were going to do. The three of us, the two wingmen and the, I believe the back judge were going to walk the field simultaneously. So it looked like a line of us walking down the field, um, surveying it. Yes. So that there was a little bit more, um, show even in, in, in what we were doing. So, we're being evaluated from the moment we step out of the locker room. So it was even, you know, when you get in a regular season game, you kind of stroll on the field, you talk to people, you're talking to, amongst yourselves, you're doing your pregame stuff, but you're not really doing it to the level that you need to do it for the playoffs. 
when we left the locker room, we were told, make sure you jog out to the field. Don't stroll out walking. You run. When you get out there, you have something to do from the moment you're out, from the moment you step on the field until the teams leave. The teams leave, then we all leave. Um, so, And there's, there's a very detailed time requirement by the state that they give, too, that at this, at this point in time, you should be on the field. At this point in time, you should be running the coin toss. At this point in time, you should be doing – the kickoff, you know, all those kind of things are very specific. So it's a, uh, it's a lot different than just a regular, regular season game that uh, people may or may not be paying attention to you, but during the playoffs they're they're really into it and they're really watching. So sure. it's, it's a lot more fun. Sure. So um, one of the, uh, one of the differences we have, at least this isn't, doesn't apply everywhere, um, but we don't have crews during the regular season. We, we get a, a group of five, six officials, including the clock operator together. We're assigned uh, a single game, and then we might not work the same the next game with any of the same people. Um, in the playoffs, right. Right. it is crew-based. So that right there is a, is a change in routine. How did you approach what you do differently in the playoffs, having the same people or mostly the same people, we'll get to that in a second. Having the same people well, game after game. Yeah, that. To, well, if you if you recall, I don't know if you recall, but we did have. Unfortunately, we did have crews, but I felt like we had a. I think we had a different clock operator almost every week, so right. that did create a little of a challenge, a bit of sure. a challenge. But but it helped the fact that we were used to that during the regular season, so that actually helped us uh, in the long run. But as far as having a crew that's the same. It helped us um, talk more specific about previous week's plays. Um, when, we ta- when we emphasized maybe uh, a play that happened in our previous week, we can talk specifically on what each one of us should have done and what each one of us should be doing going forward because, we're again, we're all in the same positions and we're all working the same. It's just a different game. So that part kind of helped. Uh, we did a lot of video, uh, a lot of video scrutiny. Uh, we got a huddle account got the games from each week previous, the playoff game from the coaches. They sent them to us, so we all had a chance to review the, the tape of the game and look at key plays that we thought maybe we, we got um, correct or maybe ones that we were questionable. And we got to talk about them and how we would handle it in the future, things like that. So with the crew being all the same, it was kind of nice because you could really have that you know, if you ever were talking about a kickoff and it was the kickers, then you knew exactly who to go to. Or if it was a pass play and it was a deep pass play scenario, you knew to talk to the deep wings. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, it was always the same person for every scenario because we had those crews set. So it really helped out. Right. And that that's one more uh, change we, we have in the playoffs as we go from five-man mechanics to seven-man mechanics. Um, so, so we have people who have been umpires and wing officials all of a sudden working the deep wings. Um, now, I, I, I believe that in most cases, uh, those deep wings are people who've done deep wings before, either in other years during the playoffs or at other levels of football. Um, and, and I Correct. believe that was the case this year as we had two experienced deep wings. So, um, yeah. and, and that's, that's a change for, for, not only the deep wings, but also the short wings. They don't have to cover as far. They stick with their, their short assignments more. So, um, right. and, and, and like you said, that you did have a changeover um, during, during the playoff run uh, and ended up with different clock operators along the way. I was able to, to help out with, with two of the games. Uh, 
Um, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to do that. Um, but it, 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 it did feel different as far as evaluation and preparation. Um, it, in our normal weeks, we all drive to the games by ourselves. We arrive individually. Um, usually for playoff games, if they're out of our immediate area, we meet in a central place and drive together. Um, which Correct. which extends that um, that pre-game. pregame meeting essentially because right. we're we're able to sit there and talk about things or or go over pre- uh, uh, other plays or scenarios. So, right. um, one thing I know we also did the second week of the playoffs that I wasn't with your crew yet. Um, there had there was a controversial mechanic done by an official in a game that was recorded on video. Um, and we went over it. We, we went to the, we, we, we arrived at the field. We all watched the video. Um, and we said, okay, what would you have done in that scenario? How would you have covered that play? It happened to be a, mm-hmm. a you know, a catch on the boundary line in the end zone. Um, so it was, right. it was a question about how would you cover that? So again, we, we might have those sort of discussions during the regular season, but, in the in the playoffs, we seem to say, "Okay, we know this was talked about last week. Let's make sure right. that we know what we're doing as far as uh, as far as covering that." Right. That video review and video um, uh, breakdown is is vital, and that's the one thing that I think we all as officials lack because we either don't have the time, or there's just too many games, too many officials to really sit down and scrutinize film because that's really the way you learn. You, you, you learn on the field, but then after you're on the field, you can think back of how, what do you look like on film? What, what was your position? What was your mechanics? What were you looking at? Those kind of things that you can think back in your mind what it's going to be, but you really get it when you watch film. And in any level of sports, whether it be a, a player or even officials especially, officials do a lot of film breakdown. And that's the one thing I wish we had more times as high school officials to do because that's how we really get better. And that's, I think, what made us even better moving through the playoffs this year is the fact that we had video review every single week of our playoff run, which really helped. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it, it the, so, so let's, we're, we, we, we've talked about the seriousness of it. it th- th- there's also that, that nature of we've got the same people. Um, we're, we're, we're together for a bit longer. So did, did you, did you make a special effort at all to make it a little bit more fun or make it more interesting the, the on game day? Yeah, that's, that's funny. You bring that up. I, I had, uh, some probably, uh, a little bit of pressure that I put on myself. Um, one of my, I, I don't know if he knows it, but I consider him a mentor in high school football. Uh, an older gentleman that kind of took me and another guy under our wings when we were brand new and, and really, you know, proved that we knew what we were doing and helped us out. And, but more importantly, he was just one of those referees. He's still working now, but he's one of those referees that's just fun to work with. He always just makes the game fun, but even more importantly, he makes the post game more fun too. So, uh, I felt the pressure of being that guy, maybe not necessarily to, all the members of our crew because we had some veteran officials that were even older than me, but I, I felt that pressure to make sure that I was, it wasn't just, Hey, when the, when the, when the horn sounds with zeros on the clock, that my job was done. I, my job didn't finish until we got back into town. We all got back in our own cars. So 
yeah, I, I, I tried to make it a point to make sure that we, you know, had some stuff planned and we uh, enjoyed the after after game uh, just as much as we did the, the during the game stuff because, you know, that's what football playoffs are all about. I mean, everybody talks about getting on a high playoff crew and making it all the way to states. You know, every year that I do any sport and I'm on a playoff crew, the first and foremost thing that I care about is who am I on a playoff crew with? Because I could be on the number one crew, but be on, be on a crew with a bunch of people that either I don't get along with or don't like to have fun. And how much fun is that going to be for me? You know, when I go do the games, yeah, I want to be serious and, and do a good job. But it's, it's about camaraderie. It's about going out and having a good time. And, and after the game's over, you know, having a few drinks or whatever, whatever you want to do, just, you know, forming those bonds with fellow officials. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I had a good crew this year. Um, it, they were a fun group of guys, and uh, that's what made the playoff run even better. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we had a good time. The the, the couple of games I joined you with, we had a good time the whole time. Uh, we 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 did some good preparation uh, before the game. We 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 were very uh, attentive and and in the moment during the game, and then we we blew off steam after the game. So. Right. Uh, it, it was it was a good time. Uh, it, it was a right. great experience for me coming up as as my first playoff run. It was a good experience to see what it what what the goal is. Right here's here's what I'm here's what we're aiming for um, is right. call a good game and then enjoy the the fruits of the fact that you had a good game afterwards. So um, that was that that was great. So um, so. Uh, were, were there any particular play situations or things that you recall from the playoff run um, that, that that would be a good learning experience as far as the way a, a, a rule was implemented or the way a, a penalty was administered? Wow, you're asking a question about plays from December, <laughs> and I am trying to remember. No, I'm joking. There, there. Yeah, I mean, the, the things that come to mind, uh, we did have a game in the state championship that was an onside kick. Uh, the ball bounced around, got batted around, and uh, the kicking team caught it with one foot on the on the boundary line, on the sideline. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked forever about, you know, because pos- then they gained possession, but the sideline official was right there. He called, him out, he called it out of bounds at that point. So not only, not only did we, did we uh, you know, have a – have a possession going to the receiving team. We also had to drop a flag because the kick went out of bounds. Right. Um, because it was, I don't think it was batted. I was wrong. I said it was batted. I think it bounced around and went out of bounds. But the whole the point of it was that that the administration of it looked bad because we were standing right in front of the bench on the sideline of the team, the receiving t- of the kicking team that thought they had gained possession of it, and it looked like we were listening to the coach and just it was just a scenario that sometimes pulling it off away from everybody and coming into the middle of the field would have been a little bit better but um let's see we did have one where the coach uh one of the coach the visiting coach was very animated uh very upset about a a um play on his sideline uh his offensive player was was uh running towards the stake for first down um, the 
the uh, chain crew was a bunch of kids, which we didn't like at the beginning of the game, but they ended up doing a great job. They just kind of had a snafu right at the end where they dropped the chains, and we found out they didn't put the clip down, so we had no idea what, what yard line we had to guess. Luckily, we did have another fellow official that made the trip with us, and he was keeping um, penalty charts and yard line to gain uh, for us, so that saved us, but it looked really bad because we didn't know right away where to put it. It just goes to just kind of goes into that realm of you know there's seven of us on the field plus the clock operator, but we're all, you know the the chain crew or the ball boys or those auxiliary type people that you need to do a good job are not getting paid, but they can make you look bad if they do a bad if they do something uh, wrong or whatever. And sometimes it's not even our fault. Right. So um, that's kind of the only things that that I can think of right off the top of my – I mean, our first week of the playoffs, we were struggled a little bit because we weren't used to the seven-man mechanics, so our short wings kind of got flustered, uh, didn't really do a real good job of hustling down the field because they just – I think they had it in their mind that, hey, I got a deep wing, so I don't really don't have to hustle. So that was kind of one of the one of the things that we got docked on in our eval. Um, little, little things like that that we discussed. But, you know, when you go into seven-man mechanics – there's so many new things, especially for those short and deep wings, that it's hard to keep, you know, remember that you still have to officiate the game the way you've been doing it all season. It's just now your areas of coverage shorten and your where you go, where you run to, you know, don't run over your deep wing, things like that. So right. it's uh, it's just things like that that I think came up. Um, yeah. Little mechanic stuff that we got um, on our eval not that weren't so good. You know, some of them were me. Um, very, very picky on non-game related type things, which, like I said before earlier in this call, you know, it's, it's, you don't think about somebody's watching every move that you make before the game, but they are. Um, it's, it's a coin toss where you, you have a team that defers, you tap them on the shoulder, you show defer, and then the other team says, yeah, we want the ball, and then, the other, and then I go back to the original team and say, which way do you want to kick? Well, normally I would just go over to the other team and say they're receiving. But what I was what I was told, mechanic wise, and I don't know if this is for everybody or just that one evaluator, but that I should then tap him again and show defer, and then go over to the other side and show receive. So I, I it's just little things like that 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 they were picky on. But you know what? That just means you're doing a good job if they have to pick on all the little things. So yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that completely makes sense. I, I completely remember the uh, the 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 chain crew um, situation. I was yeah. I was up in the yeah. press box going trying trying to not be distracting on the mic because for these we all had mics and and um, <laughs> I, I, my my job was to be quiet and just listen on the mic. But on that one, I was like, no, guys, you got it right. Just go forward with it because I, right. I had no, we had so, it wrong first. Yeah, we had correct. it wrong first, but then we corrected it, and no time came off the clock. So. In, in essence, everything was done right. It just, it, it, it's, it's, it's like a lot of officiating. Yeah. It's appearance. It's perception. It's what you look like. You, oh, you guys don't know what you're doing because it took you forever or whatever. So right. that was kind of part of it. Yep, absolutely. Well, um, I, I, I think that was a, a good a good wrap-up of, of everything that happened. Um, again, I appreciate being a part of it for a couple weeks. That, that was a lot of fun. Um, and, and I can't wait to get deeper into the season, deeper into the playoffs on the field. 
um, but I'll, I'll certainly take being on the clock as well because because it, it, it's the whole experience. So yeah, well, we got a couple we got a couple rules changes coming next year too, which is going to make it even more fun. Which I'm sure you're probably going to have a podcast on sometime in the near future as well. So. Oh yeah. To those. Oh yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely going to be covering those. We 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 all have to go make sure we we find the settings for our uh for our play clocks so that we can exactly. implement a 40 second one. So that'll that'll be interesting, but it 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 also makes it more uniform with with college, which I think is something we we all kind of like is the more uniform yeah. we can be the better. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, well, thank you again, Jason. I appreciate your time today. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's fun talking about football. I love it. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Today's rule readings will cover Rule 2, Sections 16 through 22, Fouls and Penalties through Hurdling. Section 16, Fouls and Penalties. Article 1. A foul is a rule infraction for which a penalty is prescribed. Article 2. Types of fouls are a. Dead ball. A foul which occurs in the time interval after a down has ended and before the ball is next snapped or free kicked. b. Double. One or more live ball fouls, other than non-player or unsportsmanlike, are committed by each team at such a time that the penalty is offset. c. Flagrant. A foul so severe or extreme that it places an opponent in danger of serious injury and or involves violations that are extremely or persistently vulgar or or abusive conduct. D. Live ball. A foul which occurs during a down. E. Multiple. Two or more live ball fouls other than non-player or unsportsmanlike, are committed during the same down by the same team at such a time that the offended team is permitted a choice of penalties. F. Non-player or unsportsmanlike. A non-contact, other than unintentional contact as specified in 9-4-8, foul, while the ball is dead or during the down, which is not illegal participation and does not influence the play in progress. G. Player. A foul, other than non-player or unsportsmanlike, by a player in the game, hereafter referred to as a foul. H. Post-scrimmage kick. A foul by R other than an illegal substitution or illegal participation foul that occurs at the snap, when the foul occurs, one, during scrimmage kick plays, other than a try or successful field goal, two, during a scrimmage kick play in which the ball crosses the expanded neutral zone, three, beyond the expanded neutral zone, four, before the end of a kick, five, and K will not be next to put the ball in play. I. Simultaneous with the snap. An act which becomes a foul when the ball is snapped or free kicked. Article 3. No foul causes loss of the ball. Article 4. No foul causes a live ball to become dead. Article 5. 
A penalty is a result imposed by rule against a team or team member that has committed a foul. Article 6. Game situations which produce results somewhat similar to penalties, but which are not classified as fouls, are disqualification of a player, first touching of a kick by K, and forfeiture of a game. Section 17. Free blocking zone. Legal blocking below the waist and legal block in the back. Article 1. The free blocking zone is a rectangular area extending laterally four yards either side of the spot of the snap and three yards behind each line of scrimmage. A player is in the free blocking zone when any part of his body is in the zone at the snap. Article 2. Blocking below the waist is permitted in the free blocking zone when the following conditions are met. All players involved in the blocking are on the line of scrimmage and in the zone at the snap. B. The contact is in the zone. Article 3. Blocking in the back is permitted in the free blocking zone when the following conditions are met. A. By offensive linemen who are on the line of scrimmage and in the zone at the snap. B. Against defensive players who are in the zone at the snap. C. The contact is in the zone. Article 4. The free blocking zone disintegrates and the exception for a player to block below the waist and or the exception for an offensive lineman to block in the back is not to continue after the ball has left the zone. Section 18. Fumble. A fumble is any loss of player possession other than by handing, passing, or legal kick. Section 19. Handing. Article 1. Handing the ball is transferring player possession from one player to a teammate in such a way that the ball is still in contact with the first player when it is touched by the teammate. Handing the ball is not a pass. Loss of player possession by unsuccessful execution of attempted handing is a fumble. Article 2. Forward handing occurs when the runner releases the ball when the entire ball is beyond the yard line where the runner is positioned. Article 3. Backward handing occurs when the runner releases the ball when any part of the ball is on or behind the yard line where the runner is positioned. Section 20. Helmet contact. Illegal. Targeting. Article 1. Illegal helmet contact is an act of initiating contact with the helmet against an opponent. There are several types of illegal helmet contact. A. Butt blocking is an act by any player who initiates contact against an opponent who is not a runner with the front of his helmet. B. Face tackling is an act by a defensive player who initiates contact against a runner with the front of his helmet. C. Spearing is an act by any player who initiates contact against an opponent at the shoulders or below with the crown, top portion, of his helmet. Article 2. Targeting is an act by any player who takes aim and initiates contact against an opponent above the shoulders with the helmet, forearm, hand, fist, elbow, or shoulders. Section 21. Huddle. 
A huddle is two or more players of the same team grouped together before a down. Section 22. Hurdling. Hurdling is an attempt by a player to jump, hurdle, with one or both feet or knees foremost over an opponent who is contacting the ground with no part of his body except one or both feet.